Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. I'm Sam Roberts. I'm the UK EIC of PC Gamer and I'm joined by... Phil Savage. The editor of PC Gamer. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about games like we normally do, starting with Far Cry 5, which what? is out today as we're recording on uh, PC. You can play it on Uplay, the, uh, everyone's favourite uh, <laughs> client. <laughs> I'm just being salty already. I don't know why. I don't even have a problem with Uplay, really. Yeah, Uplay's fine. Uplay's absolutely fine. I, it was one of those ones everyone was angry with for a long time, but it's kind of just fine. I don't think any of them are really bad now. It's more just like having to open I mean, too many of them, isn't it? The Windows Store is bad. Oh, yeah, of course. My, I, I and the Xbox app. Is bad, yes. yes. Those things are both bad. Mm. But, um, yeah, okay, cool. So Far Cry 5, yes. Um, I've played about three or four hours of this now. I played it on Sunday. <laughs> Um, so not loads and loads, but it's quite uh, quite familiar, I would was, say. Was this as part of our pact to actually play games on Sunday? Because, oh, yes. We, <laughs> delayed... we had nothing to talk about. Well, on Friday we were supposed to record the podcast, and we delayed the recording um, so me and Phil could play something new. Mm. And I think that's partly due to the fact that it's, it's, it is kind of a quiet year, even though there are, like, there are plenty of things to talk about. But in terms of those big releases that everyone plays, there's less around? Or yeah, am I wrong there? I, I... No, I don't think so. Like a few things have broken out, and there's been you know some things that have gained wide popularity on PC. It feels like. Yeah, um, I mean, I played into the breach like last year. I and, think yeah, and I um uh, I didn't. Uh, they are billions was only briefly a big thing, and I didn't like it. And then then it seemed like three months passed, and now we're here. Um, I suppose actually, um, we, the one thing we haven't talked about in the podcast that we'll, we will talk about today is Kingdom Come Deliverance because yeah, we, we never got around to that. Was probably the big breakout, I guess, into the breach, notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. so that's uh, that is another thing we'll touch up on today. Um, mm. Also, Phil has been playing Sea of Thieves and has opinions about that for sure. Um, and uh, we also, I'm also going to babble about an old Deus Ex game because uh, we're PC gamer and Hell that's yeah. the sort of thing that we do. Um, so yeah, um, Far Cry Five. Uh, I really like the intro to this game. Like, okay. um, they always make quite a big deal of introducing these, you know, whatever that guy was in the first, in the third game, whatever he was with the mohawk, Vass, Vass, and then that dude in the pink suit in the second one. Sorry, second one, fourth, fourth one. one. My brain switched off there. But they kind of did sort of reset around three, and that's they're all very much of a kind since then. They are, although um, the introduction introduction of uh, Vass isn't. It's still kind of similar to how they introduce um, the Jackal in Far Cry Two, Far Cry Two, yeah, um, a game that it, everyone loves and I think is just all right, even though it's quite, it's very interesting. <laughs> I don't, it no, not everyone loves it. Games journalists love it. Games journalists love it. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Um, um, I don't, they're, they're, yeah, I think you're right though. They, they basically like it went from being a bit more of a simulator in two to basically in three. It's kind of like fun times, holiday, capture the outpost game. You know, that's it. I, Far Cry 2 is very interesting for sort of how it puts pressure on you as a player um, through like the weapon jamming and the malaria but they're just two systems within like a set of you know systems that nudge up against each other and try to create like interesting combat moments yeah um, it just it sort of does I mean it, it definitely does uh, but obviously it has problems specifically like the way enemies respawn in that just means you're fighting all the time yeah and like even within the amount of variety in its combat it's not quite enough to like after a while just killing four guards is not an interesting prospect and you know you have to do it every time you come to a intersection at a road Mm, yeah very true Mm. Uh, but then then, yeah yeah three 
cut back on some of that stuff, streamline things a bit, but generally... It's a lot just, more fun. Yeah, as a kind of entertaining first-person romp, it does the job. Yes, and then 4 largely follows the same formula with more tools to play yeah. around with. Primal follows the same formula, but with less tools to play around with. But an interesting setting. But hey, your owl, your owl is binoculars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, um, And 5 is like, a similar deal. They've gotten rid of like towers to climb and, mm. and all that... that classic kind of ubisoft um sort of open world design thing but otherwise it, it largely feels quite similar to me like you going around these uh, where, where i am now it's it's islands separated by a body of water and then yeah you you're you go further into the different areas of the um lieutenants of the the main guy you're after um, so has it got that sort of i guess almost a ghost recon structure um wildlands had a thing where you had to go and take out all the sub lieutenants and then you got to the boss of an area and it just sort of stacked in this hierarchy it's a little bit like that but it's not um determined by bosses it's basically like your open world chores mm. will contribute to this bar once it's full that's when i assume you can go um trigger this encounter and then go and uh, go and fight them or whatever but um it's interesting so i went into i've gone into there's a, a a part of the map where um, I think it's the sister of the guy she like uses some kind of like mind altering drug or whatever and I thought these enemies were kind of like zombies they sort of came out of nowhere and they had this weird mist around them I think the idea is like there's a hallucinogenic some kind of plant or something like that around there that creates this different enemy type but they ambushed me and like this fisherman dude out of nowhere and it really like it was actually quite quite a scary encounter because I wasn't expecting enemies yeah. like that and then behind us because it's Far Cry some blokes on a speedboat turned up with some machine guns and opened fire <laughs> of course it did um, yeah and then more and then people arrived on a jet ski um, to, with machine guns and I killed them um, but uh, yeah it's um, I quite like the setting so far it's set in this fictional part of Montana called mm-hmm. Hope County um, and the opening is very good even though you don't know what the guy's ideology is other than he wants to cleanse the sinners which isn't very interesting <laughs> is it that's just like isn't that just Christianity but like wild <laughs> I guess yeah uh, like um, don't yeah. write in <laughs> yeah I'm only joking <laughs> I thought that one was safe <laughs> Um, no, but, but you know, it's basically just like, yeah, I think they're just all about, oh, you know, I know the sinners are, and I'll, you know, mm. cleanse them or whatever. And it's like, well, that's just some basic kind of Bible stuff, unspecified it? cult type yeah, thing. That's yeah. it, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm wondering if, like, further into the story, you learn more about what they're really doing. But um, certainly, there's uh, someone said this on our Snap channel this morning. Like, if you're what really kind of expecting a big publisher to have like a to take a political stance in a major multi-million blockbuster game you're really looking in the wrong place um, probably but i suppose i was but as i was saying yesterday like bioshock infinite definitely doesn't um shy away from saying something even mm. though it, it was a div- it was quite divisive in how that message was presented um i mean wolfenstein 2 was interesting as well just sort of having that kind of imagery specifically like the nazis like tr- um parading through small town America yeah yeah like in this era I mean how much it was trying to say versus how much it ended up saying releasing you know in the current climate is yeah debatable games take a long time to make who knows the marketing certainly lent into it yeah the marketing definitely lent into it um and yeah like that was yeah actually maybe I'm maybe I am just you know maybe I should be a bit harsher on Ubisoft for this but again I want to get further into it before I can actually have a yeah I mean that's fair that. isn't it yeah and um I actually the, the drama of how it's presented is like is really good like you go into this guy's compound into his church and you know there are people just looking at you along the way it's that classic kind of like um I don't I suppose slightly 
the slightly Bioshocky. I don't know. There's something about, something familiar about it from mm. op- uh, sort of first person like narrative heavy games, and it's like yeah, it's maybe a little bit Apocalypse Nowish as well, like the yeah. encounter with Kurtz and stuff. And yeah, there's an optional ending where you can either arrest a guy or not, and then like in Far Cry Four, Far if you Cry wait for the dude to come just... back. Um, yeah, and so and that is it's kind of cool. I think that that idea um, because obviously what you do next kicks off this you know you basically trying to get them out of this county and fighting all these dudes or whatever. Mm. Um, but otherwise, it feels fairly familiar. Um, something I believe is quite new to the game is there are like these bunkers that you have to clear out. I suppose they're kind of like towers in that you this the ones I've had so far are sort of like puzzles where okay. um, ones are filled with water, so you have to drain find a way to turn the power on and drain the water out of this flooded bunker. And the way you did it was, there was a boathouse that you couldn't get... The door was locked, but if you swam into the water mm. and went underwater through the boathouse, you'd get to the power, to the um, thing, you can hit the switch, and then you can go inside the bunker because it's drained off, basically. Okay, yeah. And then you get the loot inside. Another one, um, I, I thought this one was really cool, actually, was there was... Um, uh, just going through the world, I just saw, like a, uh, like, a ship had crashed into, like, the shore, and you had to swim, basically, through the debris of the ship in order to get inside the bunker and get the loot mm. and you'll, you'll find a little bit of story in there as well and um, I don't think that was in any of the previous Far Cry games I'm pretty sure that's new so no yeah that sounds pretty new there were there were bunkers in Far Cry 3 I think but it was they weren't different. puzzles yeah no right. it, it was just a sort of I don't know, atmospheric, spooky place. Yeah. If I'm even remembering that correctly, I might be thinking of all manner of things. I've also, yeah, they do kind of blur into one. <laughs> yeah. The, the weird thing about Far Cry is, like, it feels like, to, to me, I mean, not everyone will agree with this, I feel like there are more released than I need to play. That's why I kind of, I played three quite a lot. I yeah. played, I finished Blood Dragon. I skipped four, mostly. Yeah, I think I played about ten hours of four and just sort of fell away from it because, yeah, again, it was, it probably came a bit too soon after three. Yeah, and then, Primal came out pretty soon after four, like eighteen months or something mm. like that. Um, and like, I, I, I think this kind of game I only really need to play once every five years or so. So that's why I'm giving this a, like a proper go now. Um, and yeah, like, uh, and and so I don't, I'm not actually like overly familiar with what was in four. And I saw people playing it and like the little helicopter, the remote control helicopters yeah. and stuff that looked fun. Um, and I know they added the grappling hook and like elephants to four because I played it at E3 a little bit. But um, yeah, it's quite nice to come to it, uh, come to a Far Cry game having not played them for a while. Mm. Um, I do think that like um, the kind of chaos that is created in the open world, like is while it sort of it does create like these kind of stories. You can say, oh, and then an animal turned up, and then a d- more dudes turned up. It's kind of like throwing systems at a wall instead of like yeah, it doesn't feel it's not particularly refined. And not, I would say, it doesn't make for encounters that are that interesting, in my opinion, so far anyway. Mm. Um, and uh, I'd say two of the three of the scripted missions I've played so far are quite bad as well. Like, in terms of, I don't, if you want to play it as a stealth player, I don't think the levels are actually designed for you to do it well in terms of like sneaking up behind people, playing, doing like hand to hand melee moves, that sort of thing. It's kind of like, in I, I've tried to do that and always found myself getting caught because I can't find the logic of where I'm supposed to hide to take out as many enemies as mm. will be in an open space and um, yeah and so I, usually it just it's better off, I'm better off just getting out a machine gun and opening fire and trying to take out as many people as possible but I'm, I'm not sort of like overly down on it because also there aren't many open world games that actually yeah. do what Far Cry does it's still a very specific thing isn't it for sure I mean and that's like of the, of the idea of the single player missions being a bit Naff. I mean, that's been part of the series since at least Far Cry Three, and probably before that. 
Yeah, because the, lo- um, the locations don't feel like they're created in a bespoke way to create interesting... Like, no. I don't know. I, occasionally you'll get a decent mission or whatever, or some decent objectives, but yeah, usually it is just probably an excuse to give you like a new toy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they don't necessarily lend themselves well to being constrained in that way yeah. that a, a mission would require. They're very big on um, companions in this one as well. Like, mm. um, and I obviously companions are a big part of two. I don't know. I can't recall if they're a big part of like. I don't think they're a big part of three. Were they? No. No. Or like four. You could play it four yeah. in co-op. But, yeah, you know. there was like a co-op buddy in four, but yeah, I don't think it was. Okay, interesting. I might. I, do you know what? Actually, I'm just going to not pass comment on this. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about yeah. what is in um, four. Basically, like you, you free hostages, and then you um, in five, and then you they join like your resistance group, and that's part of. That okay. counts towards the points. That's that's like points towards um, you know you uh, reclaiming this part of Hope County, basically. Mm. Um, and yeah, like it, I quite I quite like the way all of that feeds in. Um, but yeah, it does feel a, but it does feel extremely similar to how three felt and how Blood Dragon felt in terms of like structurally, it's kind of the same deal. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool setting, and I don't know this time of year. There's not really a lot else around, and I imagine a lot of people just pick this up and maybe play it for 10 hours and then not more i don't know but um yeah I got, i'm enjoying it so far you, you, a game you're interested in phil i mean to an extent although I, I do wonder to what extent i could just go and play far cry 4 now or far cry prime and probably or, get as much out of it pro- yeah probably get a similar amount like um yeah I'm, I'm sort of interested to see how much progression there is in terms of like how it's combat can because this, you're right, the standard Far Cry thing, I mean, it's not necessarily a particularly interesting story, or it doesn't lend itself well to retelling others, hmm. because usually the anecdote is, and then a honey banager turned up, yes. or, oh, and a bear was there, or, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, these pricks came in on a jeep, hmm. and I blew up the jeep, or it's... my jeep was on fire, <laughs> and I jumped out of the jeep, and it rolled into an elephant. <laughs> I mean... There's sort of. I don't think there's any um, bad crafting in it either, like or like exhausting crafting or nonsense. How crafting. many alligators do you have to kill to craft a wallet? Well, see, nothing like that has come up so far. Okay, it's just been like go to this place and do this mission. Mm. Like, um, yeah, I I think there is some form of crafting in it. There's definitely weapon customization and um, that sort of thing. But like. Um, yeah, I don't. So far, at least, crafting. Mm. There are animals around, but no one's told me explicitly go kill this Ghost deer skin. or whatever. That like, thing. And I have travelled like reasonably deep into this first region where I'm mm. going and done a mission and stuff. So yeah, it's it's you can just sort of get on with it, which I quite like. Um, and it and it looks nice. It's 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 good fun so far. Right. Yeah, I'll definitely um, play a bunch more of it. I think Chris Livingston's enjoying it as well. Yeah, I've not read his review in progress yet, but I'll be interested to see where he lands when sh- he's when he's finished it. I, I know. I just know I'd be having a right of a time if I had someone to play with as well. Like if it was a co- if I was playing it in co-op, mm. I just know I'd get loads more out. What of are, it. What are the co-op options like? Because um, wasn't it specific missions in four? Um, I I'm dude. I don't actually know. I'm pretty sure you can play. I'm pretty sure you can just play the whole game with someone because oh, wow. you have an AI companion at all times. Right. Yeah. Of I'm course. almost certain you can just swap them out for a human player. Okay. I'd have to check that though. Mm. So to the podcast listeners, I do apologise. I haven't bothered to fact check that. Um, but only because I've, I've been playing it single player. Yeah. But I mean, they can only expect so much from us. But they do make quite a big deal about the fact that you have a companion at all times. Mm. Like I've got oh, this one guy called. Uh, I've let I'll let him die actually because I couldn't be asked with him. But he was um, <laughs> called Tyler something or other, and he got 
um, killed in the mountains and was like, I think because of me, because I blew up a jeep and it set him on fire or something like that. Sounds like Far Cry. Yeah, and I just I got I've got this um, sniper lady who'll help me out now, and I don't need him anymore, and so I let him die. Um, <laughs> Such a Sam Roberts solution. <laughs> well, he would just sort of, he would kind of like repeat the same lines over and over again. And he'd mm. keep talking and talking. And I'm like, look, we're just here to like you know get the possible Nazis out of this county, you know. Um, I don't know if they are or not still. I mean, they, their ideology can't just be they want to kill people who sin, can it? That's just, I mean, it can. It's a video game. It's very vanilla, though, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but, like, um, I do like the way they're presented. Like, at the start, you were, when you enter the um, enter this place, like, you see, like, a giant statue of the guy, and it's really effectively done. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I will definitely crack on with it. It okay. is good. Um, let's talk about the computer game you've been playing, Phil. What? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Um, the co-op um like two or four player co-op pretty much uh piracy sailing adventure thing mm. um i cracked on with this a bit at the weekend i mean we played it a bit um during beta uh where we had three people thereby ensuring that a random was assigned to oh, us oh no and we had to log in uh that was that was our beta session, oh oh it? sorry yeah. you mean us yeah 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 that's right ensuring we had to bring him for no good reason <sighs> well Let's not revisit that whole no. Thing. no 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 we've done that um so yeah so where are you at now with your sea of thieves life uh so um i jumped in uh with a, a friend uh on one of the smaller boats just a nice two-person boat where we didn't have to deal with any well we didn't have to deal with randoms in our crew although uh Boats and other players do sort of just occur in your world as you're playing. Um, not that many, though, according to Tyler. No, not that many at all. Like, saw maybe two or three boats over f- probably three or four hours playing it. Yeah. Um, and only one person, like, just wandering around the world. Uh, we were in a port just getting some missions, and we turned back, and he was just stood on our boat. And I was mm. like, okay, uh, what are you doing? And then he got his sword out and tried to stab me, but we killed him. Okay, and good. And then sailed away. Oh, that's a good little story, isn't it? Boat justice. It's like a bloody, uh, I don't know, uh, a Conrad story or something, you know? Mm. <laughs> the man with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So that was all that happened in terms of your encounters? Uh, in terms of encounters with other players, um, because we were in uh, the two-person boat. Sloop. The sloop. Uh, it's a cool little boat, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a cool little boat, but it's only got two cannons, so we didn't necessarily feel like it was worth taking on a, you know, fully crewed four-man I do ship. wonder how they, like, it just, you would assume they've just not balanced that at all, right? Because if you've got more cannons on your ship, you're just going to destroy the sleep. Right? I mean, presumably, although I do wonder if we were faster... Right, that would be one, a good way of balancing uh, it. Because one of the ships did start firing on us, yeah. and we just legged it. Um, sailed it, I guess. Yeah, away and <laughs> got away from them fairly quickly. And that was either because yeah we were slightly faster, or because they didn't care enough to follow us. Mm. Uh, it really could be either. Yeah. Um. So yeah, mostly it was just like doing missions, which is probably Sea of Thieves' biggest problem, as far as I can see it at this point. Yeah, is just. The mission design is not very interesting at all. Mm. Um, we tr- there, there are three factions. Uh, one of them's um, like a merchant faction that want you to like every mission we picked up from them. Um, we I think they more than others seem to increase reputation at a slightly better rate. So we 
stuck with them to sort of level up and see what the next tier of missions held. Yeah. Um, and basically every mission we did with them was go to an island, grab chickens, these specified chickens that we've listed on a manifest, and take them to a place. Yeah. So, like, you know, my first three hours of this grand piracy adventure were just catching chickens. Yeah. And that's pretty much all we did. Do you think it's a bit weird that there's not much, like, story in it? Like, you're going to get that little bit at the start, and then that's sort of it. I mean, I think that's fine, because you don't... I don't know. I don't. I find you don't want too much story in your co-op games. Maybe. But like, I, I mean, it depends a bit on the game, but, like, um, but. I, I thought that was... Like, one thing, one of them, you know, I've got a lot of complicated feelings about Ghost Recon Wildlands, but the way it delivers story is very good for the type of game it is mm. uh, as a co-op game. Like, it delivers just enough, but it does it concisely. Whereas GTA... Whereas GTA will have you sit in a long cutscene that you, you're normally not paying attention to because you're talking to your friends anyway, so it's not like it's not like you can sit... You're not going to go, shut up, everybody, I'm really invested in what Lester is saying right now. Yeah. It's also the dialogue, I guess, in GTA is always like someone going, uh, and these assholes took our drugs. Now you go back, you steal this vehicle, and you take those drugs back. And it's like, you and kind of like, just whoa, ironic reply with knowing personality default. <laughs> and also, like, um, also your character isn't talking, so you're just being talked at. Yeah. So I suppose, like, Sea of Thieves is just like, you do have, like, NPCs who will give you dialogue, but yeah, I mean, loads of it. Generally, know? you can go and talk to people, and there's, like, dialogue lists, so if you want to get some extra information, but it, it, I don't know, it seems set up just to pay as much or little attention to it as you want. And I think that's okay. One way of delivering story that I thought might be might cool, uh, be quite cool is if you um let's say you like go to an island and you just you find some cove and then you see some like dead pirates in there and you can read like notes of yeah. what happened to them or you know some clues like that and I don't know like um it do- it strikes me that uh it doesn't have many sort of secrets to find at the moment. That's yeah there's there's very little texture to the world I find. And you're yeah. right like maybe if you were picking up letters or you were picking up these sort of things that you could sort of then browse at your own leisure later on like you know when you're sort of winding down for the evening and you you got a bit of time when you're waiting for someone to log in you can just sort of sift through your inventory. Mm. Now there's none of that and that does like, if you're not on a mission, I couldn't think of any good reason to go to an island or explore or anything, because the, the expectation there doesn't seem to be any expectation that you'll find anything. Yeah. I mean, we found... Randomly, we found a crate of um, tea, I think it was, that was just sort of lying about, and it had nothing to do with what we were doing. So we were like, all right, we'll take that and sell it, I guess. Yeah. And got barely any money for it, and it was like, oh, uh, that was actually less useful than just doing a mission mm. in terms of value oh yeah that's interesting yeah like uh it seems like this was everyone's fear about see these before it started right it was yeah. like repetitive missions and not having enough to do or exciting things to do so um you, you're stuck doing introductory missions until you get to level five reputation with a faction and i've only just hit level five with the merchants so it's possible the next set of missions have something going on but it doesn't particularly sound like it from what i've heard like Maybe you capture pigs instead. That, yeah, pigs is a that is a thing. That, you that do, is a thing, thing that you can apparently do. Hmm. I mean, capturing chickens is actually a bit of a pain as well. But you've got to go. I mean, 
you're not told where they are, so you're just sort of going to random islands trying to find a specific coloured chickens. Right. So we went to a place called Chicken Island mm-hmm. because we figured if there's going to be chickens anywhere, it will be on Chicken Island. But Chicken Island only has one type of each chicken. I think they just had pigs on it, and I thought no, that would be a good joke. But that would be a good joke, but yeah. no, it did have chickens, but not very many chickens because it's a small island, so they have one of each kind. But we had to have two red ones. What are the what are the different kinds of chicken? I thought there was like there was corn fed, there's red, and then there's white, a KFC, there's gold, <laughs> right, and then there's black. I and see. Those are the types of chickens. I know that because I've delivered so many goddamn chickens. <sighs> Well, that's, a, that's kind of we a shame. We went to Chicken Island, and we got we had to get two chickens. We got both of our chickens, and we put them on the deck. And then the game, we went to look at the map, and then when I came out, the game had deleted one of our chickens. It just didn't exist anymore. I was getting quite a lot of bugs, actually, like lag and just lag spikes and things going wrong and just falling into the boat randomly. Mm. I don't know how much of it's, like, dealing with the server-side stuff or how much of it is actually Connection. Sort of client-side issues. Yeah, it's hard to say. Mm, okay, well... um, I suppose then, like, does its strength as a kind of shared social space, does that make up for the fact that it's there's not loads of exciting things to do? I mean, it is it is a lot of fun just dicking about on a boat. Like, the, the way they've sort of done it so that you can't... Or you'd really struggle to do everything on your own. I mean, you could feasibly do it, but it would mean a lot of running back and forth to having somebody looking at the map and sort of giving directions and mm. dealing with the sails while you're sort of steering or having someone in the crow's nest as a lookout that sort of thing i mean that is all well done uh and it feels engaging like having to having to communicate and um work together just to go somewhere does make the sort of moment to moment experience feel more like a kind of social co-op thing yeah it makes it feel engaging just to go out on a journey which you know does make up for quite a lot hmm. but I don't know. All that bit. That's. I mean. That's fine. Like. That's good. And I think if they continue to build on what they've got with new mission types and you know new stuff, then they've got a strong basis in place to capitalize on that. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem to be in service of much at the moment. And then even looking at long term, because like I was browsing the shops to see what you could buy. And there's kind of nothing. You have every t- you have like the default of every type of weapon and every tool you need. It's not like you can buy new tools or anything. Right. It's just cosmetic versions of what you've got. That's yeah. kind of what you're earning money for. But they um they did talk about this. Like they want to keep it balanced. So everyone, if you've got a cutlass, it's a cu- it's a cutlass. Or you know, if you've got a uh, a gun, it'll just you know whatever it is. Like it will always do the same damage. Um and like. I can see why they think that's a good idea. I get that. I just think there are probably more... Because it's not like everything in the game is in service to multiplayer balance. There's, you know, an accordion you can just play. And whenever you play it, you know, you'll play a selection of songs, of sea-based songs. Yeah. I mean, you could add in more instruments. You could add in an instrument that has different songs. Like, there are ways to sort of enjoy the dumb, silly stuff that I think, you know would encourage people to actually work toward it but I know just having cosmetic unlocks means that what what I'm doing to get money isn't particularly inspiring yeah and there's nothing that I'm saving for there's no 
interesting journey to reach. Well, there's like the pirate legend status thing where you can unlock like a higher level, a higher tier of quests. But it sounds like that's quite hard to reach. Like they're expecting people to do that, like two months, I think, into when the game came out. I th- might have got that date wrong actually, but mm. like it hasn't happened yet. For example, yeah, I've not really looked into the end game stuff. Um, I just think I don't know. If if it does have an engaging end game, um, I mean, and it takes two months to reach, that's way too long. I've, to I'm reach. sure I've got that time frame wrong. Okay. But um, they said it would take like the most dedicated players x amount of time, and obviously it hasn't happened yet. I mm. don't think so. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, interesting. I kind of feel like it's kind of following from how they've described it uh, an early access model, but mm. because they haven't called it that, no. Because it's like been released in a box, you can go buy it from like you can Game just go or whatever, buy it like, and have to spend you know x amount of pounds on it. It's well, not like that's my other thing is it's fifty pounds on the, yeah. on the Microsoft Store. That is a lot of money. That's more than what most games cost. Like forty five pounds is like the upper level of what people will charge on PC on Steam. And usually, if you go to a third party retailer like GMG or Fanatical or GOG, whatever, like you can get games for less than mm. they cost on Steam and. You don't because you don't have that option because it's the Microsoft Store. Like you are bound by that, and fifty pounds is a lot for a game that doesn't feel like it has loads in it right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it can be too easy to dismiss the claim that oh, it will be fine eventually, or oh, too easy to accept the claim that it will be fine eventually. Yeah, I mean that that is a model that some publishers fully rely on. Um, not to randomly call out anyone, but like if you think about something like Stellaris or pretty much any Paradox Grand Saturday strategy, there's always like an element of that game that doesn't quite work on launch. Yeah, and for Stellaris, that was its end game, um, and they've brought it around. You know, a year plus later to where it's in a much better position, um, and like everyone was expecting them to do that, yeah. and that means you know when certain reviews came out, mine included. People were like, "Oh, you know, you can't judge it based on what's here now because it will, you know, it's a living game. It will be fine in two years." And it's like, "Sure, but right now, at that point in time, mm. when people are being asked to spend thirty to fifty pounds on a new game, yeah, it doesn't provide a great experience. And it's all very well saying it'll be okay in future, but let's wait until that future comes before we recommend people buy it." Yeah, that seems I like I think a- that's kind of where I am with Sea of Thieves. I think like it's, I would advise you sort of wait and see what is coming and how how frequently they update and, and how meaningfully it changes yeah and whether those updates are actually addressing things that are currently wrong with you know what it is yeah that's good it's got potential for sure like it could be a really fun co-op game and you know if it's something you're gonna play for a couple of sessions you know, there is a lot of fun that we spent the last hour of play just d- drinking mug after mug of grog until we were throwing up over each other and wobbling about and our boat crashed and we couldn't fix it because I genuinely couldn't stand my character couldn't stand still long enough they were so drunk to like board up the ship yeah, yeah. And that sounds good also when you're drunk and you play instruments it just comes across as this really kind of strained weird <laughs> absurd experience and that was it was very fun um, and silly but again, like that's kind of a fleeting, enjoyable experience. It's not something that's going to sustain a co-op game for you yeah. know weeks and weeks of play with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Okay, that's a very good point. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll play it some more and um, delve into it, but mm. I doubt I doubt through casual play we'll even reach their end game. And well, that's it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, if, if, unless they bring like the um, requirements forward after like the first people crack it, so more people can see it or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see just how much variety it is. It's not all collecting picks, by the way. There are three factions. The other two are go to a place and dig up some treasure, or go to a place and kill a skeleton, but yeah. a specific skeleton. Mm, and I hear I've heard some of the skeleton accounts get a bit exhausting. I guess we'll, we'll see. I mean, but... yeah, it all gets a bit repetitive and samey right now. Um, That's a hard problem to fix. Isn't I it? mean, it really is. Yeah, because like fundamentally. You've only got fetch quests you can do on in that game because, and not unless you create some kind of narrative context or specific challenges. Well, like you, you're going. That game is going to different islands, like on a boat. Like it's it, it is fetching. That's yeah, totally. I can see totally, why it's totally, fundamental. Totally. I mean, you know, it is that, and it's going to be hard to break the quest design away from that. But maybe they don't even need to. Like, if if the quest were one part of like a series of things happening, like. Like, as we said at the start, if the islands had more texture or there was more reason to just go to an island yeah. to see what it was about in the first place, then... Yeah, I suppose, like... Like, if you... Like, Breath of the Wild, right? Like, that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, the travel is fun, so provide a reason to travel that is kind of interesting and has a sense of mystery about it. That yeah. That has, you know, an element of discovery there. Or even, like... um uh, Wind Waker's technique was to give you the silhouette of an island in the distance, mm. and then you uh, and you're intrigued by the weird shape of it. And the closer you get, you you see what it is. And that discovery is why that game is so good. Yeah, I it, I mean it's difficult because it's like I don't think I don't know how big the map is, but it doesn't seem massive. Yeah, I think we visited quite a few of the islands just sort of tooling around. Yeah. So and there's not loads to see on each one. It's kind of like yeah, a lot of them are quite small. But even the trees, yeah, even the bigger ones, you just sort of wander around, and it's like, yeah, yeah. This was a space. I mean, it is a space to complete a mission on, not a space to find a thing in. Yeah, like that one that, um, that when we didn't know what we were doing when we first started. Yeah, we went to we that went massive to an one, and like we walked around, and there was nothing there. Just nothing happened. There was nothing to do. And just then, got some bananas and left. Yeah. We, <laughs> went and figured out how the mission system worked. Mm. It does at least explain that stuff a bit better now. Well, I will <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then as soon as you have a mission, a thing can happen on the island. I will say in its favour that it's um, I really favour the type of co-op game that um, is has a relaxed pace to it, where you and friends can sort of enjoy each other's company without feeling like rushed or challenged all the time. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's um, good. GTA offers that a little bit too, but like um, I mean, at times, but the difficulty spikes of that do make it and the griefing and the griefing and the disconnects. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things spoil it. True. Yeah, I feel like there's so few moments in that game where we've just sort of hung out and had a good time just hanging out for sure. Maybe after or before heist when we're just in the apartment, like you know, um, honking on whatever that thing is. The uh, I don't smoke, so you have to, you have to tell me, Phil. <laughs> what is it? What is it you honk on to get high in that game? Uh, I mean, it's a bong. That's a bong. There you go. Honking so embarrassing. Oh, so embarrassing. I just yeah, that makes me sound like such a kind of like A grade. Uh, wasn't allowed to go out after like six pm, kid, doesn't it? Um, my friend. I mean, Russell, you also use the phrase honking on. So. <laughs> 
sorry about that. It's because um, of Andy's constant honking on Bobo tweets. <laughs> that, that's sort of done it, I think. Um, my friend Russell um, made a bong out of a, a broken lemonade bottle when we were in school, and uh, I think he. Was, I don't think I've ever seen anyone more impressed by their own creation. Um, I was sort of impressed, you know. He my should have showed this to our CDT teacher. He would have been really dazzled, I'm sure. My university flatmate made one out of an apple, which was also kind of cool for a bit, but apples go off pretty quickly, especially once you've cut them open and fit a bong apparatus in there. Isn't it quite small as well? Like, I mean, it was for the novelty more than yeah. for lasting appeal. I mean, pick a larger fruit, you know, like a pineapple <laughs> or something, surely, or a Honk- watermelon. <laughs> Honking on, watermelon. on that watermelon. <laughs> I apologise for the use of the word honking. Um <laughs> Maybe that's what Sea of Thieves needs then. It needs a novelty More honking, bong, a yeah. coconut bong. Um, okay. I, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm hard on it because it is kind of like, it's so close to being very good. And you're right, the, the sort of gentle but engaging co-op experience it provides, just going places and travelling on a ship is like really nice. Yeah. And I think it would be a good time with four people. It's just, it's hard to see... How it's going to sustain? Mm, yeah, and like, like at least with something like, um, so me and Tom Senior have been playing a lot of Monster Hunter, mm. uh, which isn't on PC yet, but oh boy, when it comes to PC, that'll be a good one. Um, and uh, you know, the the basic flavor of its co-op experience is the same every time. You know, you kit up, you go out, you go searching for a monster, but it gets. It gets by through the variety of monster types it has, and yeah. it's a huge number. And then, just when you think you've seen like the majority of them, it starts adding on like special versions of monsters that do different things. And there's just there is always something new to do on top of like the kind of endless loot grind that underpins that game. Yeah, and I don't know, I, that sense of variety is, I think, what we're gonna what we need to see in Sea of Thieves a bit. Mm, okay, uh, all right. Well, I will. Um, I'm sure we'll play a bit more of it. Mm. The, my only concern with the like, sort of like time frame of like, I think they said that they were aiming to do like drops of content every two months. That's where I got that two months. Okay, from. right. They, and that and they talked about how like they tease there's a new faction like joining the game, and they'll you know they'll have, they'll obviously have new quests and that sort of thing. Um, my only concern is that the way that people play co-op games is they kind of play them and then they're either done with them or they're not like mm. uh, to me a, a co-op game isn't with very few exceptions where i come back to a co-op game like months later and that's usually just because i feel like there's something i haven't finished yeah and like i i don't know if i would do it for more quests and see if thieves it would have to be there'd have to be some real really meaningful changes to like to 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 keep me coming back to it on a on a regular basis you know yeah. across like a year or whatever is that too harsh? No, I think that's what I like. Court games are an interesting, I guess, design proposition because you part of it is is kind of just capturing the zeitgeist and getting that kind of swell of attention that will propel you into. But then I don't Final know. Tide Two's done it really well. Yeah, obviously. I'm trying to think about like my time playing Destiny, which sort of waxed and waned a lot over three years. And what was it that brought me back? I mean, a lot of the time it was new updates or just an event or something. Mm. I don't know that. But maybe, maybe Sea of Thieves can't really capture that same kind of feeling because it's such a different game. Maybe it does need. Hmm, it's hard to know what what it would take because you're right. Like, if we're in a wait and see period, and it's like um, think about the division. Like that yeah. didn't launch amazingly, mm. um, 
but it seems like it's really hit its stride in the last year or so. Like yeah, people yeah. seem to be really high on that game now. But like the thought of going back to it has not even entered my head. Like because because it is a co op thing. The the effort it's already it can already be fraught like getting a group together for a co op session as it is. Yeah. So you sort of pick the ones that people are just playing and the path of least resistance to getting like two to four friends playing a thing i'd say like um as well like something i've observed from the way we play co-op games um like we struggle to find the time as it is Mm. definitely um but it's also like a negative co-op experience is far more devastating than having a bad single player experience for sure like if when um, we had those disconnection problems with gta like i mean we stopped playing literally stopped playing gta online um and um yeah, like, and that's we still don't, you know, that might be our own connections or whatever. But certainly, the our point was that the game doesn't have a good way of sorting that out. Mm. And like, we had a recently, we recently had quite a bad experience with Vermintide Two. I would say, yes, like it was just. I have mean, we talked about Vermintide Two yet? I don't know. Should uh, we talk a bit about Vermintide Two? Because yeah. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. So yeah, yeah, that is a another big copy thing that's happened. So we all, um, we weren't say I would say diehard Vermintide players, but I've, no. I've, I've played. We know we we finished every story mission. We did the main campaign. I don't think we did all the DLC or anything. Yeah, um, but I did I did every mission in the campaign. I don't know about you. I went and did that other yes. mission that they added for deal um, for like to bridge the gap. I don't think I finished that. I got like close to the end and just sort of got trapped in a corner and murdered and was yeah. like. But I saw the bit where it tears apart the inn, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was mm. really cool. Um, and the second one like looks amazing, and it yeah. has a bunch of new enemies and stuff. Um, it feels amazing as well. Like they've really melee combat, tweet the combat. So like Vermintide's always felt better to me than Left for Dead in terms of how the combat feels. Left for Dead, it, it's curiously flat in like how its guns feel for a Valve they, game. Well. Mm, yeah, if that were an interesting one, because I think their weapon design tends to feel more clinical than a lot of other games. Hmm. It's very sort of clean, and I guess that's part of the sci-fi setting. But yeah, that's sort of transferred over to Left 4 Dead, and the zombies don't feel like they have any kind of heft or like anything behind them. They're just made of paper that falls apart when I you sh- shoot them. I suppose it's the drama of um, a Left 4 Dead, playing Left 4 Dead, that makes it interesting. Yeah, like it's the, the sc- scenario design more than anything, and yeah. the tension behind it, not the sort of moment-to-moment combat. But I, like, I thought Vermintide was slightly better at that than Left 4 Dead. Yes, whereas its um, scenarios in the first one were quite limited. Yeah, yeah like, totally. Fetch a barrel, throw down a barrel, and if it's not a barrel, it's destroy a piece of wood that makes a thing collapse or whatever. There was a lot of that, God, yeah. In a lot of villages, like, either in a cave or a village. A field. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah, or and, a duck. <laughs> yeah, and so it had a lot of um, a lot of potential for a sequel, and it looks amazing. And mm. like they've obviously added like completely different types of setting. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the combat just feels amazing. Like the way you chop the things up, it it like feels great to just cut through like the most basic enemies. Yeah, and like we we start playing it, and it's quite clear early on that they want you to get into that progression system where you level up and unlock new buffs and stuff. Which yeah. The first game doesn't really have anything quite like that. Yeah, I Leveling mean, it's up got... It's just a number, really, isn't it? Yeah, you can level up. Um, I guess the thing the first one has is uh, different consistent. tiers of weapons. Um, so, you know, you can get white, green, blue, and they're different rarities based on playing at higher difficulties. Yeah. And, it's... and yeah, they're, they're better if you get rarer weapons. 
but nonetheless you get like a few different types of weapons to try and mm. you can still finish the levels on like easy or medium um even if you've got bad weapons and this one like we were playing on the easiest difficulty and just group difficulty yeah we just couldn't even get through the first level like they're just sub the sub bosses were just way too hard and like I, I think you when we tweeted about this, you tweeted about this. You got a response from um, one of the um, Fat yes. Shark uh, like developers, right? I did, um, and they said I should try and track that down because I I don't want to misquote them or anything. But I be- I believe that they said that the system was that you got um, half of the experience you would have got if you finished the level. I think, yeah, or you got all of or, the experience you would have you got. No, up to that I point. think you got like. 50% of the uh, again uh, yeah, give okay, me a second and I will track this down but yeah basically we just um, as a, you know the four of us just found it like off-puttingly difficult like um, the problem was that the rate at which it would throw sub-bosses at you who have like seemingly infinite health bars um, it's, it was extremely difficult and like I, you can see in the progression tree that if you level up, then you're mm. immediately going to be better at a bunch of different things that will make it your life a lot easier in that game. Um, but uh, as a kind of like pick up and play co-op game, when you don't have loads of time, you don't want to grind. Like I wasn't, we were not keen to play that level over and over again to get the experience to fail enough to, to yeah to level up. Even though we were leveling up, I would say reason a reasonably fast clip. Mm. Even when we were finishing, or we were failing at levels. You have found it. Yes. So, um, so I tweeted that basically a thing that both Worm and I struggle with is the feeling of you you get when you lose a round, and that sort of ties into this, you know, the bad co-op experience and how like that can put you off. And just because I feel like wiping in Worm more than a lot of co-op games just sort of feels disheartening. Well, because there's no checkpoints, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. It just feels like in Left 4 Dead you just reload from the checkpoint, or in something Safe else house. you do that. But we're here. It's like. All right, well, that's just that's just done and over, and now I've got to make the decision of do I do that again or do I just quit? And it's just like, oh. yeah. So we actually did never finish the last mission of um, Vermintide together. Although I think we could have done it. We probably sure. have done it. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't single player. Didn't I think we. I think we came particularly close. Like uh, having now finished it, we were like probably one more. We we got to the bit where you got to cut down the wooden. Yes, things, and it turns out that's the final objective. Yeah, I think I just thought in my head, oh well, given the usual size of missions, there's probably more to this. And if we're dying at this point, not realizing that that would basically hit the finale. And I thought we'd have to fight the um, yeah. white rat guy who um, turns up in that level. But anyway, we didn't. Yeah. So I talked about that being disheartening, and um, yeah, Martin uh, Wyland, I think, um, the co-founder of Fat Shark. Uh, tweeted saying we're awarding XP proportional to your progress through the level so if you get 50% into the level you get 50% of the XP right yeah that is um, so you would have gotten uh, the XP you would have gotten if you completed it I can see why like that's um, that's like a, like a sensible way of addressing failure instead of allowing you to progress but I think I think my problem isn't so much like so I got a bunch of people tweeting me after that, just saying, "Oh, you," or, or saying, "Yeah, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be rewarding you for failure. They shouldn't be giving you more XP. You know, you should be, whatever." And it's like, my point isn't that I feel like I'm not getting rewarded enough for failing. Yeah, my point is that I find the act of failing itself disheartening because I don't care about the loot grind really yeah. of that game. I don't want to have to play levels over and over again. Yeah, I, I kind s- of like want to just blast through them. I like to me like progression and seeing things and just having that feeling of moving forward is more important than having, you know, 
X amount of XP and resources or getting this weapon. And so I think, like, I mean, my solution, and, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, here's what I'd do. Yeah. You know, not having to implement it. But, like, my solution in terms of what I value from co-op games would be that on the easiest, you know, difficulty there is a system of safe houses or checkpoints and you can sort of progress and see other missions because I think it's valuable to learn what any of Vermintide's mission sort of has to offer before you actually take it as a challenge and you switch up to the higher difficulties and you have to complete it. Like it's, I want to learn these locations and I want to sort of see new things and then if I do want to sort of step up into the, the actual proper loot grind system, like if they had a checkpoint system, but by using a checkpoint I got no XP or I got no rewards for it, I'd be fine. I'd still take that option because I just kind of want to see the end of the mission and yeah. see what they've got. That's more important to me than leveling up. Yeah, yeah. like um, and I, I get why they don't do that because they're trying to. You know, they've always had they've always toyed with RPG stuff, and I think probably their core audience wants that and they yeah. want that experience and they want to be challenged. And they want a reason to play for like 40 or 50 hours. God know. knows, the people who played Vermintide the most probably found Vermintide way too easy, whereas we mm. barely got beyond, we probably had like a 70% success rate on medium. Yeah, which I don't think, I, I, I was to, totally fine with. Yeah, it's totally. enough for us to keep playing to like the third act. And, and some know, of them the were like act. really good, like we'd get close and we'd fail but we thought, oh well we can definitely do this and yeah. that, that didn't feel disheartening that felt like, okay we're really close but th- this I would say was quite defeating like, yeah I think it's because of how because we, we were doing so well and then there's a particular type of chaos uh, enemy that can basically suck your soul out of you yeah. I think they just teleport around the place and just if they grab you that's it um, and there's a few of them but this one just seemed I think because they teleport yeah. we just couldn't find them or I don't know we got to what we were we had like full health and like med kits to spare it seemed like and then we got to one area and then three people died and or I think two people sort of died from something and then someone got grabbed by a chaos officer and then it's just one person on their own going fuck how am I going to save this yeah it was sort of like uh, there was also a thing of um so you got these supers and whatever character I was controlling had that super where it drains like a bunch of your health and in order to give you a, a buff or something yeah, and I just think anything that drains your health that's a, such a bad idea in that game because that health game is, is like so stingy with medkits yeah and I'd say something else as well like uh, you cannot have conversations about difficulty now because no. everyone, I mean, dweebs will pour in and say, um, you have to, you just have to get better at the game or I didn't find it hard or whatever. Like the fact is that I think that if you, if you're easily difficult, easiest difficulty saying isn't actually easy, then like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's not, that is the, that, is that good? I don't think it is. I think like, it's not a shameful thing to give people an easy difficulty setting that's actually easy. I think, opinion. yeah, the counter to the oh, you need to get good argument is what the fuck are difficulty levels for? Yeah, like, exactly. why did they add them if that's if they didn't want, you know, there to be an easier experience for people to jump on board? Yeah, and it's sort of um, like, uh, maybe it's just like the... Like it's not fucking Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Exactly, where there's what, like one difficulty and then there, Where just, there's one difficulty... Uh, and it's harder when you need game and, plus. Yeah, and you know, that's specifically tailored for that difficulty. Let's not get into the argument over whether Dark Souls should have difficulty. Levels. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Uh, like, they've made that specific choice. Well, you know, the Vermintide developers made a choice to have difficulty levels, so that implies something different in, yeah. like, the design of that game. Yeah, and so I, I kind of think they're like, and this came up in our um, comments on the uh, on the um, 
US team's comments on the beta, and the comments were very predictable, like angry people were angry that we found it hard or whatever. And it's like, I'm sorry, but it is hard. I've you know, yeah, that, it, it's that is when like you know you get two sub bosses turn up that just absolutely batter you, and you have no health items because you're opening empty chests. Like, I'm sorry, but that is difficult. And like, yeah, uh, I mean, it's like it doesn't stop being difficult just because you learn to do it. Yeah, or you played it long enough to yeah. like level up or whatever. Like it's still hard, and it I found it incredibly off putting as a first experience for Vermintide Two. Mm. And like, yeah, I, you know, I I really and I really wanted to just play it and enjoy it with my friends to see all the um, the new the new levels, these gorgeous levels that they built to enjoy that combat system, which feels so good. And yeah, it was it was. I think we will go back, but I mean, we will. But yeah, it, but it was the worst experience I'd had with a Vermintide game. I would say for sure. Like we were super excited, this was going to be our new big co-op game, and then suddenly it wasn't. Yeah, because it was like, oh, okay, it's going to be like this. And We've I don't, to... I don't feel bad for saying that it's too, it's too hard either. I'm sorry, but that that just it was hard enough that we couldn't enjoy it, and on our first experience. And it, hey, if if that's the sort of thing you're into, great. But for me, if you're recru- that's recruit difficulty, it's not, it's not really what I was hoping it would be. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I get why people get angry if you criticise difficulty. It's because they don't want a thing that they've got good at to be made easier. Right. Um, like you say, But that's kind settings. of what difficulty levels are for. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's, it make, it, by all means, make the hardest difficulty harder. Like, give those people the challenge they want. But mm. that shouldn't impact recruit difficulty at all. Yeah. That shouldn't have any effect on that. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, that's mm. uh, that's where we're uh, we're at with it. Um, but we will probably go back. Um, I'll probably just play a bit of single player to get to level five when you unlock your first set of buffs. And yeah, yeah, that could be the way. Uh, I might I might go back to the Bright Wizard as well as a as a character. But I do really like the melee combat in that game. So it's hard mm. to walk away from it. Um, mm, yeah, have you tried the dwarf? I don't think I have. I think I've played as the ranger guy. Because you played as um, Hammer Boy, right? Oh yeah. And I had like some good experiences Which with that, is but usually Tom Senior's character. But... Yeah. Oh yeah. I just I, I take I just wanted to try something different. Yeah. I do really like the kind of like knockback blocking system in it as well. That's really good. Mm. Um, although when you're surrounded by enemies, I don't see how it's particularly useful. But um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... suppose that's why you've got to work as a group. Yeah. There's some, there's some like some systems around that. Part of it's generating aggro as well. Um... Yeah, you can if you knock them back, they're more likely to focus on you. Which you know, if you're the big tanky dudes, is helpful. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll probably go back to it, but that's where we're, we're currently at. Mm. Um, okay, Phil. Then uh, those are our, our newest games to talk about. We've got about 15 minutes, so shall we skip um, talking about older stuff and just go on the question? Yeah, questions? and we'll skip Kingdom Come as well because it'll give me a chance to play it a bit more. Yeah, or sort of refresh it. Cause I've not played it for ages. Okay. And uh, I'll be interested to see uh, if I think there's been a recent patch. Yeah. It'll be nice to know what that's done. Because, boy, that game is broken. Mm. Okay, yeah, so we can definitely come back to that. Um, oh, so I'll go straight to the questions. Uh, this is actually a really good one for what we've been talking about. Um, do you think working as a games journalist with lots of games journalist friends might skew your appreciation of co-op multiplayer games like Sea of Thieves or GTA Online, where you really need to have a group of like-minded friends who all have access to the game? I sometimes listen wistfully to your adventures in those games and wish I had friends who all played at the same platform, let alone want to play the same game at the same time. That's from Deep Six on our Discord channel. Um, and I think that's a very good point. Um, it is. Um... If I didn't know... You, yes. I don't think I played any cult games when I used to work at Imagine, and like I, my friend, I did for a while. My friend had like 
an ex- an internet connection and then he deliberately moved to the new forest so he had no internet <laughs> and takes really irritating pride in the fact that he oh yeah we don't have the internet but we live in this beautiful oh, forest for I'm like sake. you tell you what mate broadband is better than a forest that's Fucking, my <laughs> I can watch Netflix asshole <laughs> there was a sorry that was no it's fine there was a but there was a bit of an element of that it's like oh we can't play co-op games together now he's like yeah it's like mm, yeah but I re- we both really enjoyed that anyway um, but that that's just an example of like as soon as one person's out you can just it can just be a part of your gaming life that dies you know yeah. what I mean um, so yeah I I think that's probably a fair point what do you think I mean possibly I'm not sure how much being a games journalist is relevant there other than because what you know you, you mentioned this happened while you were, this didn't happen much while you were working at Imagine oh that's so true like it's just a circumstance thing. Uh, I wasn't playing Sea of Thieves well, with a journalist or anything. It was just an old friend from my university days who still plays games. I think, to an extent, it does get harder just as you get older. People drift away from games. Mm. It's helpful to be in a profession where a lot of people... Yeah. You, you are constantly surrounded by people playing games, for sure. Especially like, on PC as well, which yeah, no, um, I, more people have PS4s than PCs. So you, Yeah. Yeah. You're less likely to find PC players. I mean, I still do a lot of co-op gaming on PS4 or whatever, just because, yeah, that's where a lot of my old friends are playing. They're yeah. not... They don't have PCs, as much as I try and persuade them to get them. <laughs> I suppose, like, um, the uh, the other thing is that um, when it comes to uh, online games, you can, you can like, do, you know, do a looking-to-play sort of thing. Yeah. But it's always preferable to play with someone you yeah, really I, know. Like, it's a hard thing. It's a, it's a barrier for some people. I sure. really don't like playing co-op with just randomly match-made people. Yeah. Uh, it just makes me kind of uncomfortable just putting myself in that situation. So I probably wouldn't play co-op games if, uh, yeah, I didn't have people to play. But, um, I mean, there are things that help. Like, Sea of Thieves, actually, the one thing it does well is it's got cross-play with Xbox One. Mm, that's um, really good. Because again, my friend doesn't have a PC, so he was on Xbox One. I was on PC. And have you ever done that before? Because I never have. Uh, that's, that's quite an impressive thing to do. Oh God, yes, once. So same friend. Mm. Uh, we played Portal Two co-op. I was on PS3. He oh, was wow. on PS3. I was on PC, uh, which was a fascinating experience. Do you remember but, when you used to sign into Steam and you'd always get that? Are you a PS3 user? Do yeah. this. And it's like how many people it must be actually. Well, on that? I knew one of them. <laughs> That's really cool. Did that work well? I imagine. I mean, it, yeah. fine. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. Why did no one else do that? It's like I suppose it's probably hard to do, isn't it? I, there's probably licensing things, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> classic. But yeah, I mean, it's really useful to have that kind of option. I think just because, like, even if only a few people use it, for those people, it is a lifeline for actually, you know, getting together with some friends. Absolutely, but it's a it's a good point. Like, if I suppose, like, what would have happened if I didn't know? the PC game a lot is I would have played probably played GTA Online for my, by myself for a bit and then not much more I probably never would have done the heist yeah. which you know the connection problems aside heist was still the probably the among the best things I'd ever done in a co-op game for sure yep. or like a, a game actually like that's a that's a great experience I reflect upon <laughs> likewise playing Vermintide was really fun too mm. um, but I probably would have played that solo and been okay with it yeah yeah. Like the, cause I mean we, that's how I played Left 4 Dead because again I just I think that was originally on PC and Xbox. We were late to the party on that. PlayStation. And I just didn't have a group of PC friends at the time, so I just missed the boat on Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, really. Yeah. Uh, And by the time, like, the time I found PC friends, it was kind of, they'd played a shitload of it and were kind of over it, and it was like, ah, fuck. fuck." 
it's an interesting point though and um yeah it's, i mean uh, yeah yeah we, we're lucky to have just the, the prime conditions but then even then it's difficult yeah trying to organize schedules and oh, god it's so, bad. Like, it's so hard co-op is just hard at times but i mean a way out is going to be an interesting one i think um that being local really helps so doesn't it maybe um I don't, my girlfriend's not super interested in that type of game, mm. so I'm not going to play it local. I might play it online, but again, it means sitting through a story thing uh, with somebody, which means matching schedules and carving out decent chunks of time yes. to you know experience a slow kind of single or co-op story experience. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes. I guess. Mm. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, are you looking forward to Dark Souls Remastered? What games would you like to see remastered on PC? Halo for me from John Freeman. I think we've been asked a variance of this before. Probably. Um, and I think my last answer was like um, Deus Ex, but looking like the original Deus Ex, but looking like the more modern ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd sort of be interested in that and in a kind of. I'd be interested on in that because I think so much of how that game works is tied into sort of. How old it is. How old it is and how the technology forced a very specific type of level design. So I'd be sort of interested to see how it felt in a modern thing. I don't know if it would be a great Deus Ex or anything. Mm, it certainly wouldn't. Certainly things you'd have to like accept as like, you can't have this. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, am I excited about Dark Souls Remastered? Not especially. Not really, because on PC you can obviously play with all the mods. Yeah, you can get all the mods, it'll look good. I mean, it would be interesting to see, you know what they do with it just kind of from a just from a business level I think it's like okay well, well what's this studio thing a remaster looks like especially one of that game hmm. I really hope they put difficulty levels in it or something <laughs> checkpointing quick save <laughs> loot boxes yeah <laughs> I could, yeah I mean a car, from a car crash perspective that would be entertaining for me yeah, someone yeah. who doesn't really play Dark Souls I, I mean if we're if we're dream picking um ports and things we want remastered on PC Bloodborne is the one that I cared about because that was the Dark Souls style game that I really got into yeah it'd be good to have like Persona on PC as well yeah um, all of those Persona games would be nice because they all came out on PS2 so you could spruce them up and mm. re-release them yeah Persona 5 was super good I enjoyed that do you finish it? yes wow that must have, how long did that take? 100 hours? over 100 hours yeah, I and like, I did that in a few weeks as well it was during a very I want to lie down period of my life so just <laughs> kind of having this very gentle uh, social game going on the life of a print editor mm-hmm. alright next uh, are obviously as well uh, sorry I just got a message from my dad that just the, <laughs> the first line says little have launched a humongous 1.1 kilogram cowboy steak for A and then I'll I have no idea what the rest says, and I'll read it later. But that's very funny. Um, writing tips, do's and don'ts. That's from Jahan. Um, we, oh, this is a hard one to keep brief. Yeah. Uh, uh, use fewer semicolons. Yeah. Well, however say, many semicolons you're using, fewer of them. Don't say um, less when you're mean to say fewer. I've been called up on that a couple of times, um, much to the uh, devastation of my self-esteem. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, don't start a sentence with however... Um, that's bad. Yeah, don't start a paragraph with so, comma. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't start the review of a game with the game's name. That's yeah. Quite, that's generally quite a good one. That's generally good. Um, I mean, generally, if you write a thing, go back to your intro paragraph and just delete it. Yeah. Because it's bad. Unless you've learned how to do intro to paragraphs, your intro paragraph is definitely bad. Yeah. I'd say, like, use punctuation. Um, 
not just by the rules of how you were taught it at school, but also when you actually read a sentence back, like judge it on where the pauses are. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the way you're meant to use punctuation as opposed to following rigid rules that yeah. might make a sentence look kind I mean, of shit. It's weird for an editor to say this, but yeah, like the kind of very button down style guide correct proper i guess the, yeah the quote-unquote proper english style isn't very useful i find um you can get too caught up in what is right and what isn't and it's much more important to sort of develop the rhythm of how you want to write and part of that is yeah reading back and thinking well where should punctuation be to convey the kind of tone and rhythm of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not not necessarily just the meaning. Um, short paragraphs, not long ones. Short sentences. Don't... Yes. Oh, long sentences are a bane of an editor's life. Read... Uh, definitely, read, if you're doing freelance, read work back at least once before you submit it, just because I definitely had work where... It, obviously someone hasn't done that and it's like oh my god that's so bad and then it, you just you know you can see instantly where the rewrites are and yeah you'll be even if you feel confident with how it's turned out like that one reading it back once will just reveal so much about it and mm. it'll get it in such a better state and uh, people can tell immediately if you've actually done that or not you know um that's probably enough isn't it i mean those are some scattershot tips uh one day i will be old and i'll do a twitter thread or something <laughs> Uh, yes, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's still reasonably useful, though. Um, I did have one more to add, actually. Uh, it was like, don't use uh, words that no one understands to try and sound smart because you'll sound stupid. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, don't like, yeah, don't, don't try and impress people with long words. It's just, you know, like, if you use um, lexicographical in a sentence, I'd be like, please don't. Yeah, you don't yeah, <laughs> or you loquacious. Don't <laughs> Generally, if there is a simpler, clearer word that gets the same point across, I mean, just use that. Yeah, I think like education teaches you not to do that, and it's yeah. Um, I think some people, especially, have like a bit of a complex over how smart they sound, and you know whether they feel that their vocabulary is wide enough. But it's like oh. we we hate essay essay style writing. We just hate it. Like it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it depends on your audience, and it depends on the publication you're writing for, or if you're just doing it in your free time, but. You know, don't get a feel. If you, I mean, if you're doing it professionally, you need to get a feel for what for the place you're writing for. Yes. And part of that is reading what they do and seeing the kind of language that they employ, mm. um, and not necessarily copying that, but letting that inform your own style. Yeah. Um, oh, I had something else as well based on that, but it will come back to me soon. That's all right. Should we rattle through the rest of the questions while you try to remember we that? Can do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, do you have any games that you always play when ill? Currently have man flu, so anything with even a semblance of complexity seems like an effort. That's from SR Chip on Twitter. Um, hmm. Ill games, I'm, um, I'll am i tend to pick something that has no story or I don't have to concentrate. Probably That's fair. your Rocket Leagues of this world. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know apart from that. Um, I don't have a good answer for this. I don't know if I dramatically change what games I'm playing. If I'm ill, usually I'm just something I can play with a controller. Usually, uh, yeah, just so I don't have to sit at the desk. This is controversial as well as I usually play something in bed on my 3ds or whatever, or, my, mm. or, or maybe a Switch. Then, then, uh, or even rarer a PS Vita. Wow, um, just because you know you don't have to leave the bed um, and do a thing. 
but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I do kind of get the idea that I, I think like Hangover Games is probably a good example as well. Like, uh, you play Destiny when drunk, right? Or you used to? Uh, yeah, but when drunk, not when hungover. Right. Yes, mm. that's fair enough. An important distinction. <laughs> Okay, I'll move on to the next question then. Um, did you think of that thing yet that you were trying to remember for no, advice? No, I gave up. Uh, no worries. <laughs> um, you've seen experimental peripherals at conventions. Uh, which one do you wish was a mass market product? That's from Rebus Prison. Do you think I've actually seen one? Was that scissor controller last week, wasn't there? That oh, yeah, there was a um, thingy, GDC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how many experimental con- uh, experimental tech I've seen at conferences that I've actually engaged with. Um, I wish you could get. I wish you could have like. I wish there were light guns on PC and light gun games. Yeah, like, I don't see why you can you, you can do that now. Most people have monitors that are big enough that you can probably justify doing that. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, the left field collection at Rezd, which is like the more experimental indie games. Uh, Rezd is a UK uh, game show. In mm-hmm. fact, it's coming up. It's like next month. Yep. It's usually a decent time. Um, and the yeah the left field collections usually where the best kind of most interesting stuff is and they've usually got a couple of things that are a couple of weird contr- like custom built control schemes usually just sort of made out of cardboard and LEDs and stuff yes um, that are kind of fun to toy around with but I I can't think of anything where I think oh yeah no that is if, if produced on a mass market you know that's the next great idea. Usually, if I see that sort of thing at a conference, I'm like, oh, I'll just stick to the normal games, thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was sort of the same. Um, yeah, I can't think of any, unfortunately. Uh, we got, didn't we get sent that um, controller, dance controller for Crypt of the Necrodance? Oh, like, we did. We yeah, can't, you can't actually use it. I don't think it's just a display thing, isn't it? No, no, it's. Oh, you can use it's it. It's functional. Yeah, we oh, could wow. have plugged that. We, it's got a USB thing on it. We could have plugged that in and. Yeah, I suppose like I, you could. It's just we're in an office. It's, it would have looked really. Yeah, it would have looked ridiculous. Now we're out of the space. So, mm. um, okay. Uh, next question: How many devs have you pitched the open world vampire game to since the live PC gamer podcast? That's from Kurt Lewin. Is this when uh, Tom Senior recommended a child played vampire, <laughs> vampire the masquerade. masquerade bloodlines. And then, but then they also contained the classic Tom Senior line of um, he wished a football manager had permadeath. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is very good. Um, uh, the Lost Podcast. Yes, it was meant to be recorded, and then the people who recorded it forgot. Press record, I think that's what happened, and so that's what happened to that. Um, but we did miss a very awkward moment where one of the guests at the weekend uh, um, had uh, we asked him what his favorite PC game was, and he said he didn't have a PC. Um, and that was and it was slightly, slightly odd, and then we just kind of moved on, but um, yeah, anyway, yeah. A uh, young PC gamer reader uh, pitched his idea for a open world vampire game that did sound quite a lot like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, but hopefully, as a child, he was unaware of those similarities. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, he's probably only about five or six years away from being able to actually play it, so, you know, true. I'm sure he'll fill his boots when he does. Um, um, but yeah, it yeah, yeah. hasn't come up since then, really. I, yeah, I can't say I've taken any meetings about it. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah, you, yet to return my calls. <laughs> do you, uh, well, they said, where are the loot boxes, you know? <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, Topical. Oh, that's really naff, and I, uh, a cheap shot. Um, do you guys feel a sense of pride and accomplishment? That's from Dubstep Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other context given there. Um, the answer is no, I guess. Um, sometimes, so yeah, infrequently, but yeah. you know, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I sometimes do. <laughs> uh, what is a game feature you total missed when playing a game? E.g., I had no idea you could kick and slide in fear. I think I started the game and had to stop picking it up again from my first save after the tutorial. I learnt later on a pod it was a thing. That's from Toby Mercer. Um, I didn't know. This is quite embarrassing. Oh, nice. I didn't know. 
the Batmobile in Arkham Knight could fire machine guns as well as rockets uh. and that obviously is a second weapon you can use against those tank things mm. and so I was I wrote the review on the basis that for games oh, radar no. that you can just kill them with rockets and it doesn't make a massive difference to machine guns no it's not amazing but I should have known it was there um, and later regretted. It probably would have made it a bit easier to get through those levels. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm a dingus. How about you? <laughs> I'm really struggling to think of an answer to this because there's definitely been things where it's like come out X hours in or I've discovered a thing and thought, oh, yeah, that could have been useful. I find it really weird that we had a couple of people in our office who didn't, who played, refused to play Prey with the alien modifications. I mean, not just in our office. Like, there were a couple of people on Twitter who were like that. Like, people reviewing it, who went like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to have any alien things. I'm going to do it all humans." And it's like, why? Like, you missed out on all the coolest you missed out on some that of game. the best parts of the game. Yeah, and like it, the story doesn't change based on that. Like, it's, no. So yeah, I I didn't get that at all. I was like, you've just. It's like, what if I played Bioshock, but I couldn't shoot bees? And it's like, you should shoot bees. It's good. <laughs> you should definitely shoot the bees. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like. It's like, you know, doing the Dishonored No Powers run, but right. as your first playthrough, and it's like, no, that's your third playthrough, like, when you've... I cannot imagine how difficult You've done your high be. chaos, you've done your low chaos, now you're going to do No Powers, really go for it. That's for that's for the third playthrough you always say you're going to do, but you will never do. Yeah. I, in that game, though, that really does enhance those levels, because it gives you loads of different ways to play and, mm. and navigate and stuff like that, and that is a cool... Yeah, I mean, benefits the whole game. Imagine playing prey, but you can't turn it into a mug. Yeah, although that power is never that useful. I mean, like when you roll in through I got like quite a vent a lot of use and stuff. Out of that. I suppose but I never used it to hide from enemies or anything like that. Did you? Like, I don't think I used it to hide from enemies. I just used it for traversal and for just mucking about. There's a surprising amount of things you can do to get around other requirements using that. Hmm. Um, the best one, uh, the best power, like, that is that mind blasting you can do. That just like an area. AOE attack and yeah, it just like yeah. does loads of damage. That's and it's actually cool. the best way to kill some things. Yeah, is, uh, that and lightning. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I don't see why you missed out on that. But I can't think of many other examples myself though. Um, did you ever think of what that thing was, Phil? The advice? No, no. no this okay. just advice. What was the last thing you said? Because I'm sure it was sort of related I think to that. I said that. Oh God, can I even remember now? This, yeah. Um, what did I say? I advised to use short paragraphs. Is that the last thing I said? No, it wasn't the last thing. No, I think it was something about. Was it about reading it back? I don't remember. Oh yeah, just yeah, just saying that. Just read it once, and then you'll you'll. Pick we should up probably on those drop mistakes. it because otherwise I'm just going to be thinking. <laughs> Again, it's this is the uh, one of the earliest podcasts we've ever recorded. It's very and... true. You can probably tell actually. There was, <laughs> yeah. a, there was one part in the podcast where you used favor twice in the same sentence, and I was like, that doesn't sound like me on a podcast. And it's like because we're doing it like in the morning as opposed to the afternoon. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, you and I feel go and have a 700 calorie sandwich, and yes. we'll wrap this podcast up. Um, but yes, uh, we. Uh, I think we're trying to be back on our basically bi-weekly schedule um, with the podcast um, mm. so yes if you enjoy this one feel free to um, let us know what you think of it by tweeting us at PCGamerPod or Samuel W. Roberts or Octada for Phil or you can email us at PCGamer at FutureNet.com yeah or letters at PCGamer.com 
Yeah, they all go into Phil's inbox. They, they all cursed. go into different parts of my inbox. <laughs> yeah. and I've got to check them all all the time. <laughs> uh, try and mark it as a podcast question at least, because otherwise it'll get ignored, because we get a lot of spam to those addresses. Absolutely. Be welcome to send us your questions um, and mm. drop them into our Discord as well, if you're a member of the PC Gamer Club or you're a prime member of the Discord before the club happened. Either way, that's um, you can find us there. Yep. Um, yep, and we'll be back next week. Sweet. Well, actually in two weeks, but you know, (laughs) at some point in the near future. That was almost a a snappy (laughs) ending. It was...